Hello and welcome! I'm Joanna Junak and this is GFN News on GFN.tv. In today's program, Alex Wodak, one of the authors of the paper that criticized the NHMRC position statement on electronic cigarettes, will share his thoughts on their findings. Alex is a retired physician, one of the founders of the drug harm reduction movement and the former president of the Australian Drug Law Reform Foundation. Alex will be joining us at GFN 23 in Warsaw this June. Hello, Alex. First, can you tell us what the NHMRC review of vaping in Australia was about? Well, the National Health and Medical Research Council, usually abbreviated to NHMRC, is the most prestigious national medical scientific body in the country. Uh, most countries have a similar kind of organization. And they're held in very high regard. They, uh, the issue of vaping is controversial in Australia. They set up a committee to uh, investigate uh, vaping. And um, uh, a group of us, 11 altogether, um, led by uh, Colin Mendelson, Dr. Colin Mendelson, and 10 others, seven of it, uh, major international figures, um, four of us from Australia, wrote a critique of the report. And the critique was really pretty negative. And it was neg negative from really from beginning to end. It was negative about the fact that the uh, committee wasn't balanced. There are seven or eight members on the committee. At least three of them had been very outspoken many, many times in criticism of vaping, they didn't uh, not only didn't support it, but they were very negative about it. And um, some of the others worked for organizations that uh, were also very negative about it. There was no one on the committee who was known to be neutral or, or even positive. So that was disappointing. And then the uh, I think to sum it up, the um, the committee looked used a, a previous report that had been commissioned by the Minister for Health, which we were also very disappointed in and very critical of. And they used that as though it was kind of gospel truth. And really their uh, conclusions didn't follow from the data. Um, I think that's putting it in a nutshell. Um, they uh, considered that the uh, negatives of vaping uh, were given much greater weight than any positives of vaping. So it wasn't a, a balanced, proper scientific report. If it had been a balanced scientific report, we would have happily accepted it, even if the conclusions weren't what we'd hoped for. But it was a very unbalanced uh, unscientific approach. It was really more a political document. Um, so we published a, a pretty savage critique of it, and um, uh, it's really been ignored within Australia, and that's also very, very disappointing. Um, so that's that's the the issue we're really talking about tonight. What were the main findings of the critique of this review published in the journal Addiction? 
Well, the, the main recommendation that we made was that um, the report on vaping should not be accepted and that it should be rejected and that the uh, another independent quality review should be carried out. That was really the main recommendation because we were so uh, critical, and I think with very good reason, of the report that was handed in. So um, there are so many flaws, and it wasn't as if there were one or two things we disagreed with. There were multiple severe flaws um, that are just unacceptable. Are investigations like this unusual in the international debate about tobacco harm reduction? Unfortunately, um, it's not unique by any means, and there are a number of other reports that uh, that have also been very negative and have also had a very poor scientific value. So this is, I can accept that it's a contentious area. I can accept that people have different views, but uh, we do have scientific ways of investigating things and evaluating data. Uh, and um, this was, this was not a, a, a balanced scientific evaluation of the data, and a number of other reports suffer from the same fault uh, from multiple countries. So it's, it's a systemic problem rather than something that is unique to Australia. And I think that point is really very, very important. For the whole debate is really um, uh, suffers from... Um, an appalling lack of standards and it's true that there are faults on both sides to some extent but i think it's very clear that most of the faults are on the side of the people who are really they hate vaping and hate tobacco harm reduction without being able to make a cogent scientific argument about why they hate it um, and that's very disappointing, and it means that the whole uh, issue is very hard to deal with. Are there parallels with the experience of scientific rules and traditions not being respected in other controversies and debates? Unfortunately, the answer to that is yes. And I've been involved in the debates about drug policy reform for the last 40 years, and the and the debates about harm reduction in particular. Uh, and the, the parallels are really very striking. Um, we have had many, many uh, reports, particularly from the United States, but not only from the United States, uh, regarding drug policy that were really uh, much more ideological and political than they were scientific and uh, it's, it really makes the issue of um, trying to formulate policy very difficult because the, the basis of what we're trying to draw upon is itself so fragmented and so uncertain. Um, but yes, we had a lot of problems um, 
in the war on drugs. It's not quite as bad now as it has been. Something you may not realize is that the, uh, the uh, United States government has an agency called the National Institute of Drug Abuse, NIDA. And NIDA funds 80% of the illicit drugs research in the whole world. So what NIDA comes up with has a huge influence, not only within the United States, but well beyond it. And uh, uh, a spokesperson for that organization said a few years ago that we in NIDA don't try to, we, we try to find the um, uh, sort of scientific basis of the harm done by cannabis, and we don't fund research that might find benefits for cannabis. Um, now, uh, sure, cannabis will have harms, but we're now much more confident that it's got benefits, and now NIDA has stopped that practice, and they do now fund some research on, on potential benefits of cannabis. But I think that shows very clearly the, the, the dangers that government organisations wittingly or unwittingly um, serve the government of the day and try to curry favour with its views rather than going straight for the science and nothing but the science. So, yes, unfortunately, there are a lot of parallels between the war on drugs and the resistance to harm reduction all over the world and what we're now experiencing with tobacco harm reduction, another form of harm reduction after all, uh, and in particular with vaping. Final question for you, Alex. What is the end result when science isn't respected in policy controversies? Well, one of the aspects of this whole issue that we really need to think about is the extent to which these unscientific government-initiated reports or government-funded reports not just make that issue itself hard to work with, but also the extent to which they damage the reputation of science and scientists. And in my view, they cause a lot of damage to, to science. And they cause a, a lot of the controversies that we end up having about vaccination and issues like that because people have come to learn that uh, you can't rely on government-funded reports on science. And so this is, again, this is not unique to vaping. This is a general issue. Um, and it's one of the reasons we have to really clean up our scientific act in the, in the vaping area and in other areas so that the public comes to have much more respect for what we're doing. Thank you, Alex. That's all for today. Don't forget to book your place at GFN23 to hear more from Alex at his workshop looking at the environmental impacts of tobacco harm reduction. Thanks for watching or listening. See you next time.